As you're taking a seat, would you grab your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 18 with me? Luke chapter 18. As we're doing that, um, just wanted to take a moment right now really quick, and Gail didn't know about this, but just take a moment real quick and um, spend some time celebrating Gail as, as he gets ready to go on his journey to Jerusalem, and just take a moment to pray for his journey and pray for his trip. And if some of the elders want to come forward and pray, and anybody else that feels led to come forward and pray um, as he gets ready to journey on his trip, I'd like to take some time to do that if that's all sure, right. Sure, Okay. So anyway, No, you can't do okay. that. <laughs> Absolutely, please. So, I'm joking. Um, let's take a moment and, and do that. So anybody who would like to can, and um, I'll just lay my hands on him sure. up here, and we have anybody else that wants to come down um, right now that they can. Let's pray. Father God, we, uh, we lift up Pastor Gail to you right now. As he gets um, ready to go to a place where you lived and breathed and walked and, and uh, preached and, and, and performed miracles and um, did miraculous things and, and, and just an exciting time that Gail has to go and be in these exact places where you were when you roamed this earth and, um, as flesh. And so we just lift him up right now. Um, first and foremost, that you would... Um, that your Holy Spirit would meet him here and meet him when he's in Jerusalem and just um, just speak to him. Just overwhelm him. Just uh, fill and flow through him, Lord. Um, and that you would um, encounter him while he's there. That he would be in awe of who you are and what you've done. And then he would return with that um, and that would be contagious to to ignite us and to um, spark a fire in us, Lord. And so we pray for that first and foremost, Lord. We pray that um, as he's on his journey, that you would protect him, that the enemy would have no uh, no, no strength or no, no will in, in what takes place, um, that you would keep him safe, that you would um, make all the arrangements work out just as you had, had envisioned and planned, and um, bring him back home to him and uh, to us and to his family safely, Lord. Mm-hmm. And so we just pray for this time um, that it would be awe-inspiring to him and, and transmit through him, Lord. Um, we thank you for him, and we thank you that you've given uh, him this journey to, to be a part of, Lord. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. While, while I'm up here, um, I don't know if you remember, but... Um, when Santa, you remember when Santa Claus came to visit us? Do you remember you asked for something from Santa Claus? You mean Bill? <laughs> Santa Claus. Ah, uh, yes, I think I do. Yeah. Do you yeah, remember? Yeah, do you yeah. remember? Well, yeah. while you were gone last week, Santa Claus <clears throat> stopped by, and it took a little bit longer than what he had thought. Ah, yes. But um, I think you Should might find what you were looking for in there. Should I open it now? Sure. All right. You guys remember? Ah, there it is. A BMW. BMW. And you know what? That's how I feel when I sit in some of these cars like that right there. (laughs) And this is like a precursor to what's coming too when I fly. I feel like I'm sitting in there. Exactly. Thank you so much. I like it. I hope that's not foreshadowing, though. Speaking of which, I was on my way here. Of course, I'm kind of amped because 
I'm, I'm, I, it's just an incredible opportunity. My cousin's a pastor in Chicago and he called me up over the summer and he said, Hey man, uh, we're doing another tour to Israel and we'd love to experience it with you. Um, and I'd love to just for you to come with us and I'll give you a deal of a lifetime. And so it certainly was a deal of a lifetime. Uh, but anyhow, I'm taking Amtrak for the first time to Chicago and I got to catch it here. I'm speaking and then I'm taking off. So my morning's already kind of on, on nerves, right? To get to, from point A to point B. So as I was driving here, I'm behind this string of traffic and, and there's this little Volkswagen head. You know, hopefully no one knows this person. I'm not making, not making fun of her, but it was this little Volkswagen had kettle corn on the side of it and she's all bundled up with a face mask and everything. And I'm, and she's going like five, you know, and I'm like, what in the world? So I finally get around her and get into the Palmyra and the truck gets in front of me and I'm, I'm, uh, you know, kind of catch up with him and, and I'm like, what is the deal, man? The truck's going like 50, you know, and I look up and on the back of the truck, it's one of those tombstone pizza trucks. And all I see is tombstone. And I'm like, you know what? I just need to sit right here for a minute, you know? So I just cruised on in at 50 people would pass me. Uh, and then, um, I got a ticket coming into Blissfield in the 40 going, th- going 40 going to 35 zone. I'm joking, but. I thought, man, that would be just the, that's, that would be great to end the story like that, wouldn't it? So, I thought I'd just share that with you. Hey, I want to share, I want to share something with you, and I don't mean to share it with you quick, but it's something that is kind of, I, where, where I believe God's leading us as a church, and me, and as a church, uh, here in the future. I've, I've used this passage many times, uh, Jesus asking questions. And, and if you're looking in Luke at, uh, chapter 18, I think it's very interesting that, there's a question he asks to a blind person, okay? And if you look there very quickly in uh, verse 35, it says, and meaning Jesus, as he approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the road begging, begging. Hearing a crowd passing by, he inquired what was happening. Jesus of Nazareth is passing by, they told him. So he called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those in front of him, in front told him to keep quiet. But he kept crying out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and commanded that he, be, that he be brought to him. When he came closer, he asked him, and this is that million dollar question that I believe Jesus is asking every single one of us sitting in this room today. Every single person sitting in this room, I believe Jesus is asking you this question. And the question is this, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. Other translations I like, this is the HCSB. Other translations like the ESB says, you have, you have the authority, let me see. Or it says, let me see. And for me, the way I read that, it means he, the guy is giving Jesus, acknowledging that Jesus has the authority to let this guy see. Let me see. You're the one that can give me the ability to see. Listen to what Jesus said. Receive your sight. Your faith has saved you. The guy knew it. The guy heard Jesus. By the way, uh, this, 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 uh, this tour that I'll be on with Israel, uh, throughout Israel, <coughs> is, and there's various tours you can take when you go to Israel, but this tour is following the steps of Jesus. 
So we're not going to see every single thing. There's a couple of things I would really like to see that pertain to Herod and some things like that. We won't get to see those things because what we're doing is we're literally following the steps of Jesus. And I think it's really interesting that we're going to be going to all these places, the upper room. We're going to go where Peter confessed Jesus is the Messiah. All these places, Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount, all these places that Jesus walked, was baptized, that, that, you know, but, but take ourselves back in this time, Jesus moving about and walking. And people knew of him. People had heard of him. People knew that he had this authority through his teaching and this authority that no one else had. And, and he had this compassion. And this guy knew it. And he cries out. And people are saying, don't, you know, be quiet. Don't, 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 you know, you need to, you need to, you need to, you need to be still. Because essentially, if you had something like blindness or anything like that, you're considered an outcast. But this guy knew exactly who the, who he needed to reach out to. And he yells out again. And Jesus asked him that million dollar question. The same question he's asking us. And the guy says, I want to see. Guys, how many of us sitting in here want to see? I think it's very interesting. When you look through chapter 18, you really kind of catch a glimpse of people seeing and not seeing. Look at chapter 18. Flip back or wherever you're at if you can see it. In chapter 18, it starts with a persistent widow praying over and over and over and over again. Did she see? Absolutely she saw. She knew what to do. She saw. She had eyes. The parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. One of them did not see. The Pharisee couldn't see. Jesus taught a a, a poignant lesson uh, through a parable about a Pharisee and a tax collector showing that the Pharisee, showing that one individual could not see whatsoever, did not have spiritual lenses whatsoever. Blessing the children. Could the children see? Absolutely the children could see. To the point where Jesus said, you need to have faith like the children. The rich young ruler, could he see? Absolutely he could not see. I've done all these things. What now must I do to, to, to inherit eternal life? Okay, there's one last thing. I need you to take everything you have, sell it, give it to the poor, and follow me. He didn't do it. He couldn't see it. He missed it. Completely missed it. He did not have the eyes to see. Possessions in the kingdom. People struggling with understanding the differences between the eternal and the immediate. The eternal and the temporary. Many of us in here get caught up in that same type of distortion where the temporary becomes so overlaid, so overwhelming to us, so enshrouded us so much that we miss out on understanding what the eternal really is about. Understanding where our possessions, where our treasures should be placed. And we get so distracted, we get so deceived that we miss out on what it really means and to be able to see the difference between the kingdoms at hand. And then last, we read about this guy who had spiritual eyes, right? He saw his eyes were open. In fact, when we when we end this in verse 43, it says this instantly he could see. And what did he do? He began to follow him, glorifying God and all the people when they saw it. Gave praise to God. I want to share with you a couple quick things here. How would you answer that question? Jesus is coming to each and every one of us sitting here today. How do you answer that question? What does, how does your life dictate the answer to that question? If Jesus would sit with you right now, one on one, and he does, but let just in the form of a human where literally it's physical, where literally you're sitting there and it's just you and Jesus and he asks you the question,
What do you want me to do for you? How would you answer that question? Is it based on temporary things? Is it based on things, tangible things that we, that we can put our hands on? Is it based upon man's kingdom? Or is it based upon God's kingdom? Is it based upon having spiritual eyes? Because number one, a couple things that's going to happen. Number one, just like in this particular story, the same things happens to us. There are people that are negative and they're nothing but distractors in our lives. Just like this guy, there were people surrounding him saying, hey, cut it out, man. Leave him alone. You don't have a voice in this. You need to be quiet. There are people in your life, you have relationships within your life that people are distractors for you having spiritual eyes. For you truly being able to see what it is that God wants to do in and through you. For you to be able to truly answer that question that's going to have major significant impact within your life. Don't let people distract you. Don't let family get you off track. Don't let friends, don't let people that are blind keep you blind too. Hurting people hurt people. Blind people that doesn't want to see will keep you from seeing as well. But there's something else that happens here that I want us to get, and that's this. When God opens our eyes spiritually, this is what's supposed to happen, people. We begin to follow God with everything we have. We deny ourselves. We pick up our crosses and we follow Him. It's no longer about us. It's about God. And what happens is, we bring God glory. I can't say it enough. That is why we, that's why we were created. That's why you were created. That's why God breathed air into your lungs. That's why God formed you into the womb of your mother. That's why you became into existence so that you might have spiritual eyes and that you would bring God His glory. Period. That's what it's about. And consequently, what happens is, instead of being a distractor, you become someone who is contagious about God. And then this last part says, all the people, when they saw it, when all the people, when all the people saw it, they gave praise to God. Your life is either going to bring God glory and bring praise to God, or you're going to be a distractor. I hope you don't choose to be a distractor. And for some of us, it's easy to become distracted to the point that we are distractors. That we don't know. I pray that at the beginning of this year, like we always do, we set these, we set these um, resolutions. You know, we're going to lose weight. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to spend more time in God's Word. We're going to do that, you know. And the next thing you know, about February, we're kind of running thin with it, right? March, we forgot about it. As soon as weather breaks, boom, we're out. We're gone. I hope that 2018 might be a little bit different. And that's where I'm committed. I want to lead us through this because there's three things I want us to take a look at. Uh, and three things that's been really on my mind heavily and that's becoming more healthy spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And I think every single one of these facets, we could do some incredible things to help each and every one of us grow in these three areas. We've already got some ministries taking place. The uh, emotionally healthy 
spirituality is a class we've been doing. We've got some people in there that have been popping, that have been just seeing things that they've never seen before. They've been, they've been, their eyes, they've been, their eyes are becoming open. They're able to see, they're able to see things. And they're able to, to, to address things and kind of take a look at some things within their lives. Uh, which consequently enables us to become more spiritually healthy as well. And then physically as well as something that I have got to do something with me. And, and it would be great as a church. We've got runners in here. We've got people that are big into exercising. If we could start having some things that could help us even become physically more fit. And just become uh, three components of areas of our lives. We could l- look at in 2018. says This is who we're going to become. We're going to become more spiritually alive. Physically alive and physically or uh, emotionally alive. I want to share with you something in closing. I don't know where God may be leading you. There are various areas in your life that you need to see. There are things within our lives that God is, that has placed around us. And He's saying, I want you to see. Something that happened, and it really is heavy on me. My youngest son, Jaden, is in first grade. And there's some kids that, you know, um, he's starting that. You know, coming home every now and then saying so-and-so pushed him. And I'm like, oh yeah? Who's so-and-so's dad? I mean, you know, I've ripped off an email to the teacher. And I'm good, I'm cool with it. I'm not a helicopter dad or anything. But I'm like, well, we're not going down this road. You know, and I've told my other ones. I said, if anybody bullies you. There comes a point where you and I have a conversation and it may look a little different than the school's plan, you know, because I'm not going to let my kid be, you know, anyhow, I know, just set that aside for a second. So anyhow, this has been happening, so I like, you know, I like talk to him and it kind of happened in first grade too, and then you start finding out the background of the kid. You teachers know what I'm talking about. You start finding about the context. And that kid becomes more than just a kid. He becomes a life. So here I am, six foot three, 50 year old dad to a first grader coming in, doing gingerbread house with my kid at Christmas time. Okay? Barely fit in those little seats that they have in the cafetoriums or whatever they are, right? With my man hands pawing over all these things for a gingerbread house. And who do I get set next to? The, the kid that's been kind of shoving. One of them. I'm thinking, huh. I mean, you're going to have a little come to Jesus meeting here, you know. So is this so and so? Yeah, you know. So I'm like, okay. I want to tell you something. My heart broke the more I sat beside that kid. I'm not judging. But it's apparent sometimes when you can tell kids don't have a family life. My heart grew for that kid. I want to tell you something. And this is what I told my kids. You need to have the eyes of Jesus because Jesus is putting people around you that you need to reach out to. And instead of becoming defensive to a kid, 
that may be shoving you a little bit because they're acting, I think they're acting out some, and, and, and I, I get that there's different situations, but in this particular situation, you could tell this, you could just tell things weren't, you could just tell by their makeup and everything that just, you know, the kid probably didn't have a family life whatsoever. And, and I've told my kids, you've got to be Jesus. You've got to be Jesus. Let me tell you something, guys. That doesn't end. We are called to be Jesus. And if we don't have the eyes to see, we're never going to be Jesus. If our eyes are always rooted into Gale and into yourself and to what you want and the things that you desire, you're going to miss out on the things that Jesus has placed in your life. And there's no greater blessing than when God uses you in a very powerful way for something eternal. That's what it's all about. I walk out of hospital visits, funerals, all kinds of that stuff, feeling blessed and feeling like I'm cheating other people because somehow God works through me or, or God does something and I'm able to, I don't know, I'm just able to just experience something that's eternal. Baptizing people is another one. Holy cow, man, you want to talk about something that there's nothing in this life can fabricate. Step in a body of water and baptize somebody. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if anybody tells you that you're not qualified to do that, just visit a couple pages in this. Because you're called to be Jesus. Okay? And I pray that as element, we would become people that would see. And when Jesus sits us down and says, what is it that you want? I want to see. I want to see the way you see. And I'm going to be the person that you've called me to be. So I pray that in this year of 2018 that we become people that we could grow spiritually. When I say spiritually, I'm not talking about more knowledge. I'm talking about we can see. And that's done through emotionally too, where we begin to see with inside of us, have a sense of spiritual self-awareness, where we see that maybe we're not all as great as what we think we are, and that, and that we need to grow more in that respect too. And then physically as well. I think those are just three components that go hand to hand. So I pray that that is something that we will focus on here in the days to come. Uh, here in a moment, uh, and, and, and in fact, Scott Stalker is going to be speaking. And Pat, I thank you so much for speaking last week. And then Scott's going to be speaking this week or next week. I'm just so happy that I can step back at times and go away for Christmas and then go to Israel and know that you're going to have quality teaching. Guys that are passionate about. Uh, the Word of God and about Jesus. And that, that is something that we should never, ever take for granted. So, um, here in a few moments, we're going to sing a song as the team comes back. And, and you're going to be invited to do communion. I pray that you do communion. This, the, Pastor Keith's going to lead us into communion. I pray that you take communion today, that you would look at it and, and use it from the respect of what we just talked about. Hey, God, let me see. Let me see. You've already done an incredible sacrifice for me. Let me experience your love once again. And let me see. Let me be the person you've called me to be. Would you do that as we close our time here? And then after the song, you'll be invited to come up and take communion. But I pray that you would just click in and engage in. And be excited about where we were going to go for 2018. Let me lead us into a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for being here and allowing us to encounter you. I pray that you would flood our souls right now. With your Holy Spirit. 
I pray you give us eyes to see. I pray that you would, Father, that the ambition of our lives would be to see spiritually. That we would want to be the person you've called and created us to be. The men and women that you've created, that you've had in store, that you've had in mind all along of where you want to take us, Father, that we would yield to your plan. We would yield to your will. And we would allow you to lead us regardless of if we understand it, whether it's the unknown or known, whatever it is. Father, we would follow you. We give you thanks and give you glory. And it's in the power of Jesus' name that we pray all of these things. Amen.